Hello and welcome back to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I appreciate you taking out time from your busy schedule, whether you're uh, driving to work in the morning or you're coming back home or maybe just at the house and looking for something that uh, can can hopefully benefit you and help you. I hope and pray that, that this podcast will do that. Uh, it is a joy for me to be able to record. I'm so thankful for the study uh, that I'm able to do, and I hope I can share something with all of you that will, will benefit you and that will help you in your walk with the Lord, uh, especially when you're going through difficult times. Uh, today we are recording episode 12 of season six of Weathering the Storm, and today's episode is entitled Standing Strong in the Storm. You can picture this with me as someone who is uh, maybe out at sea, maybe someone who is uh, defending their home, and, and here comes a storm. And you can picture that individual or individuals standing strong and standing firm and, and waiting out the storm. Well, spiritually speaking, we are in the midst of a storm all the time because Satan is throwing so many things our direction through his influence. And so we must stand firm in the faith. And the Bible teaches us to do that. Of course, 1 Corinthians 16, 13, watch, stand fast in the faith. Uh, be strong and act like men, the Bible says. And we think about putting on the whole armor of God that we can withstand uh, in the evil day. We can uh, withstand all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And so again, it's important that we stand strong and stand firm even in the midst of the storms of life. And so as we continue our study through the book and through the life of Nehemiah, who certainly had to weather storms, we come to chapter 6, and if you remember in our last episode, we concluded a, a short series on Satan's devices. We, we had five episodes that were devoted to that, and we talked about the device of slander. That was the last one, and that was from Nehemiah chapter 6, verses 5 through 9. What I'd like to do in this episode is, is look at the overall context of Nehemiah chapter 6, be reminded of, of what he's going through, and then we really want to hone in on verses 10 through 14. As we think about the mindset that Nehemiah had, and even though he was being tried and, and he was uh, being uh, treated unfairly, he stood firm and he passed this test. And so some of you listening today, you may be going through that storm where you're having to go through unfair treatment. Someone is saying something about you that's not accurate, or someone is blaming you for doing something you didn't do. That can be very discouraging. Uh, but we can learn from Nehemiah that we can stand strong in the storm as we stay true to God. So again, let's look at the overall context, kind of be reminded of what's going on in Nehemiah chapter 6. Uh, there's a conspiracy that is going on against him. You remember Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem and how they're just striving to make Nehemiah's life miserable, basically. You know, if they can hinder his work, then that's what they're going to do. And so the enemies of Nehemiah and the others heard that the wall was being rebuilt and there were no breaks left in the wall. Sambala and Geshem, this is verse 2 of chapter 6, sent to me saying, Come, let us meet together among the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me harm. So they said, Hey, let's meet up. We need to meet up. But their only purpose in doing that was to harm him. So he sent messengers to them saying, I'm doing a great work. I cannot come down. Why should the work cease? Well, I leave it and go down to you. In other words, Nehemiah says priorities. 
right? I, I'm engaged and involved in, in doing a very important work. I don't need to leave and come see you. And they kept sending this message. Hey, let's meet up. Let's meet up. In verse 8, he says, No such things as you say are being done. You invent them in your own heart. You're coming up with things to try to lure me away from doing this good work uh, to come and meet up with you. In fact, verse 9 says, For they all were trying to make us afraid, saying their hands will be weakened in the work and it will not be done. You see, that's the motive. That's the goal of those who oppose God's people. And no doubt we're living in a world in a time when, when people oppose Christians. I mean, it's just a, a fact. You know, you, you make a biblical statement, you make a true statement, you stand up for what is true and right, and you're going to be canceled. You're going to be ridiculed. You're going to be called a bigot and hateful and, and all kinds of different things. Well, Nehemiah was experiencing that. He was doing a good work. He was glorifying God, and he's trying to help the people get back on track. But here comes that opposition. So verse 9 ends by saying, Now therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. Nehemiah knew that if he was going to weather this storm of, of being slandered by the people uh, and have his enemies come at him, he had to be strengthened by God. So, of course, God is going to strengthen him, and that leads us up to our study today. So if you have your Bibles and you're taking notes or you'd like to just follow with me, again, we're in Nehemiah chapter 6. We're going to look at verses 10 through 14. And as always, I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Let's read these verses, and then I want to share some thoughts with you. Nehemiah chapter 6, beginning in verse 10. Nehemiah says, Afterward, I came to the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, the son of Mehedabel, who was a secret informer. And he said, Let us meet together in the house of God within the temple, and let us close the doors of the temple, for they are coming to kill you. Indeed, at night they will come to kill you. All right, so pretty alarming news. But I want you to notice what Nehemiah says, verse 11. And I said, should such a man as I flee? Here is a, a man of God who is standing firm. And he says, should such a man as I? That's a statement of integrity. That's a man who says, you know, I'm not just somebody who's going to just at the drop of a hat leave. You know, I'm doing something important here. I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to move. He said, who is there such as I who would go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. So there you have the conviction of Nehemiah. But here's the main point, verse 12. Then I perceived that God had not sent him at all, but that he pronounced this prophecy against me because Tobiah and Samballot had hired him. For this reason he was hired, that I should be afraid and act that way and sin so that they might have cause for an evil report, that they might reproach me. And then Nehemiah says this, verse 14, My God, remember Tobiah and Sambalat according to their works, and the prophetess Nodiah, and the rest of the prophets who would have made me afraid. You notice then, three times in this context, Nehemiah refers to this word afraid. That's what the enemies of God's people did back then, and that's what they're trying to do today. They're trying to make you afraid. Uh, you're going to be canceled. We're going to delete your Facebook account if you say that. Uh, you know, we're we're going to make sure that you don't get to say that. You don't get to share that. You you can't say things like that today. And, and it, there's there's such opposition to 
those who would stand up and speak truth. Uh, and it's very sad. But we need to understand it's not something new. It's been going on for so, so many centuries, so many times uh, throughout history it's happened. And so as God's people, we've got to stand strong in the midst of the storm. That's what Nehemiah is doing. So the, the first thing that, that we want to emphasize, again, is his conviction. Should such a man as I flee? I, I think that's a powerful statement. Uh, being a man myself, being a, a, a father, a husband, um, a minister, a coach, I think of different, different areas in which God has, has blessed me and given me an opportunity. But with that comes a great heavy responsibility to step up and lead. And, and there are times when, as a man, it would be a lot easier just to, to flee. You know, leave that responsibility. Somebody else can do it. I'm just going to flee the situation. Well, there are times when we need to flee, right? Flee when it's flee youthful lust, flee sin. Now, there's a time to flee. There's a time to fight. And as a, as a man, as a man of God, I have to make sure that I have this mentality of Nehemiah. Should such a man as I flee, you know, my family needs me. Uh, my wife needs me. My children need me. The members here at the congregation, something's going on. I'm needed there. Should such a man as I flee. That, that's great conviction on Nehemiah's part to say these people are, you know, I'm, I'm leading these people in rebuilding the wall. I, I can't let anything stop me or hinder me. from. I've got people depending on me, and I need to step up and be there. That's a great servant mentality. And and mindset that Nehemiah had, that's, that's something that I'm very grateful for in this study, is is trying to learn how to be a better leader. And Nehemiah is certainly a great, great example for us to look to. And so first, he had this conviction. And if you don't have that kind of conviction, you're not going to be able to stand strong in the storm. You're not. Got to have that conviction beforehand. You know, I can't help but think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, if they didn't have that conviction before, then when they heard the the musical instruments, they would have bowed down to Nebuchadnezzar like everybody else. But they didn't. Remember what they told Nebuchadnezzar? They said, listen, our God is able to deliver us, and even if he decides not to, we're still not going to bow down. That's conviction. Those men had that, and so Nehemiah has that here. That's the first thing that I want to bring out. If we're going to stand strong in the storm, like Nehemiah did, we must have conviction. But then second, we need to have wisdom, wisdom and perception, be able to perceive when something isn't quite lining up. There are people in the world that would love to drag us out and to expose something of us because they know we're Christians. It's amazing how that happens, but it's almost like they're waiting for you to slip up so they can call you out on it. Well, that's what's happening here, that they're looking for an opportunity to to make Nehemiah afraid, and then to expose that to everybody. You know, here's a man who says that God is with him, and he trusts in him, and he's not afraid. Well, well look at him now. When you look at verse 12, he says, Then I perceived that God had not sent him at all. It's as if Nehemiah is listening to this, thinking, you know, this doesn't line up. If, if something like this were to be going on, uh, especially with the communication that he had with God in that time. Don't you think he would have been aware of it? This man didn't, didn't speak on God's behalf. 
and Nehemiah picked up on that. He noticed that he pronounced this prophecy because Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. He was hired by the enemy to come and stir the pot. He wanted to make him afraid. He wanted him to sin. And then this phrase at the end of verse 13, that they might have cause for an evil report, that they might reproach me. That's wicked and that's evil, but that's the harsh reality of the ungodly. They want to bring down the godly as much as possible, that they might have cause for an evil report. Think about Job. Remember what happened when Satan came before the Lord? He said, listen, the only reason he serves you is because you bless him. You take away all that, he'll curse you to your face. And then when Satan afflicted Job the way he did, he was trying to do that to find a problem, to find a chink in the armor, to find a cause for an evil report so he could reproach him. But of course, Job stood the test. Nehemiah stood the test here. He wasn't going to give them a cause for an evil report. And I believe that's very, very important for us as we stand strong in the storm. When that storm is coming, it could be easy to let go of our convictions. It could be easy to let go of our stance and just kind of go with what everybody else is doing. But in those moments and those times is when we need to be standing the firmest because the world is always watching. The world is watching what we do. The world is watching how we respond to trials of life. Well, that person says he's a Christian. Why is he doing this? They're always watching. And and this reason in verse 13, I believe, is applicable today, that they might have cause for an evil report that they might reproach me. Looking for an opportunity to not only slander you, but also God, because they recognize that you're his child. So here Nehemiah standing strong in the storm, number one, because he had conviction. And number two, He had the right perception. He he had the wisdom to discern that what was being said to him was not from God. You and I live in a time when there are false teachers all around us that would love to derail us from doing what the Bible actually says to do. Don't give in to that. Stand firm in your conviction on what you know is right and what the Bible says and have that right perception. Have the wisdom that comes from a study of God's Word that you're not going to be lured away to do what the world would have you to do. Romans 12, 1 and 2, do not be conformed to the world, be transformed. Okay, how? By the renewing of your mind. Okay, how do we renew and refresh our mind? We meditate on the Word of God. Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Colossians 1, 9 through 11. So many passages that emphasize you spend time reading, studying, and meditating on the Word of God. And that's what helps you to have the wisdom that you need, the perception to understand, okay, what is being said to me doesn't line up with what God says. So I'm not going to fall for that trap. The enemies of Nehemiah were trying to trap him, and so that's the storm that he was facing. But because of his conviction and because of the proper perception that he had, he was able to withstand. And then he put it in God's hands, verse 14. This reminds us of, The statement in Romans 12, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Don't get back at them. You just keep living a godly life. And understand that living a godly life and and living the way you're supposed to is going to condemn the righteous, or condemn the ungodly, rather. Righteous living condemns unrighteous living. Think about Noah. The Bible says he was a preacher of righteousness, and he condemned the world. Okay, How did Noah condemn the world? 
Did he walk around to each person with his finger in their face saying, you're condemned, you're condemned, you're condemned? No. But by living a righteous life, by doing what God said to do, by faith, Noah moved with fear and built an ark to saving his family, Hebrews eleven seven. By simply doing what was right, those who were doing wrong were, were, were upset and opposed, and they wanted to bring him down. Same thing with Nehemiah, same thing with us today. So we have to stand strong in the storm, whether that's people trying to dra- drag our name through the mud, trying to slander us, trying to, to bring a false report, an evil report, looking for a, a mistake, looking for something they can, they can rag on us about. Don't let that intimidate you. And Nehemiah gives us this great example of, you know, he wasn't intimidated at all. He said, should such a man as I leave? I'm a man of God. I I serve the God of heaven, and God is with me. And you are trying to derail me. You're trying to trap me. I'm not going to fall for it. So he said, my God, remember these enemies of mine. Remember what they're doing. They're trying to make me afraid. It's not going to work because I trust in you. And that's a great, great lesson for us. Uh, sometimes we, we may feel afraid. And we may feel like, man, all these people are after us. And maybe I need to maybe I need to change my view on this. Maybe I need to, to be a little bit more open-minded about this issue or that. No, we need to be people of conviction and stand firm. There are a few verses that come to mind as we bring our episode to a close today. As we think about being able to have this perception, I want to just speak for a moment about the the religious world today, this, the storm of confusion in the religious world. First of all, understand that that confusion comes from man, not from God, because the Bible says God is not the author of confusion, right? First Corinthians 14, 33. That, that's important for us to, to remember. And when there's religious confusion, it's not because God caused it. It's man. Man twisting the scripture to his own destruction, 2 Peter three sixteen. Teaching for doctrine, the commandments of men, Matthew 15, 9. It's adding to and taking away from what God has said. And, and there's a real storm that we're facing today that if we're not like Nehemiah, if we don't have the right conviction, and if we don't have the wisdom from the Scripture to have the proper perception, then we'll give in to the deception. We'll give in to the false teachers. We must not do that. Don't be intimidated by, by those in error. Nehemiah wasn't, and we must not be either. Remember he said that he perceived that that God had not sent him? In Deuteronomy chapter 18, we have the credentials for a true prophet. Deuteronomy 18, 15 and following, remember it's a prophecy about Jesus, you know, that prophet who will come. Uh, He will speak in my name, and and he says if, if something comes to pass, okay, then that prophet's valid. But if it doesn't, I didn't send him. We need to remember that today, too. 1 John 4, 1, test the spirits where they are of God. We can know the spirit of truth. We can know the spirit of error. We have a standard that is the word of God that we go back to. And we can know, okay, that's true or no, that's not. As Brother Garland Elkins was noted for saying, if it agrees with the Bible, accept it. If not, reject it. And that's some great advice that will help us stand strong in the storm. Uh, 1 Kings chapter 13, there's the man of God. You may remember uh, that God sent him. And he told him, he said, okay, on your way back, don't stop, don't eat bread, don't drink water, don't stop in anybody's house. You keep on going. And he, he, you know, reiterated that fact when he was asked about it. But then there was an older prophet who came and he said, hey, I too am a prophet. And an angel told me to tell you, hey, uh, 
stop with me. Well, the man of God, even though he knew better, he had that weak moment where he didn't have conviction. He didn't have the perception he needed. He gave in and he went into that man's house. And we know the rest of the story. He lost his life, devoured by a lion. Again, that's First Kings chapter 13. There are people like that today who just want to deceive you, just want to derail you from doing what God would have you to do. But remember in Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9, Paul says, if, even if an angel from heaven preaches anything other than this true gospel, let him be accursed. So again, we can learn today from, from this episode, from this time period with Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 6, 10 through 14, if we're going to stand strong in the storm, we must have conviction and we must have the proper perception to understand when people are trying to trap us and derail us from doing the work and the will of God. Nehemiah stood firm. He stood strong in the storm. You and I can do the same thing as we trust in God with an unwavering faith. I thank you so much for listening today. I'm, again, very thankful for this study. It's been a great encouragement to me to to look at Nehemiah and the things he went through and understand that we can make application today to our lives. And so it's been helping me, and I hope and pray that it's helping you as well. Hope you come back and be with us next week as we continue in Nehemiah chapter 6. And I hope and pray that this episode, this season, this podcast will help you weather the storms of life to the glory of God. Thank you so much. Can't wait till next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.